0: I really hate the trip, but I got to loaf. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke, fool. I'm the kind of G the little homies want to be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street line. Been spending most of their lives living in a gangster's paradise. Been spending most of lives living in a gangster's paradise. A gangster's paradise. Oh, yeah. Tell me, why are we so blind? To see oh, yeah. that the ones we hurt are you and me. Yeah, yeah. We're spending most our lives living in a dangerous town. This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast and the state of the saints podcast is brought to you by manscape.com for those that enjoyed the lawnmower 3.0 well i got news for you the manscape engineering team has successfully created the lawnmower 4.0 you heard that right the lawnmower 4.0 the leader in male grooming is taking it to the next level. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off on the Lawnmower 4.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's Manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, who that Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. And I hope that everybody is having a good day so far. I hope everybody is safe out there. Uh, shouts out to everybody that may be listening uh, in the state of Florida. Hopefully you're safe. Uh, the, the hurricane looks as if. It's headed towards my way. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, we're supposed to get wind and rain. Uh, The little bit of residue left over from uh, Hurricane Ian uh, that's going to hit the Atlantic again, try to speed up and try to become a hurricane again. As of right now, it's a tropical storm. So we're getting prepared uh, here at the radio station, trying to get everything straight uh, for tomorrow, getting people up to date on what's going on in South Carolina. But as of right now, um, let's focus in on the New Orleans Saints. Let's talk about the New Orleans Saints' second day of practice uh, out in London. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are uh, getting it, getting ready for a big matchup versus the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Saints, as of right now, are one and two. Uh, they're trying to to get uh, to five hundred, being two and two. And there have been a lot of questions in regards to the quarterback position. Uh, we know on yesterday, quarterback Jameis Winston did not practice, and of course. We heard from Dennis Allen and we also heard from Jameis Winston himself, and everybody was anticipating that he would be out there today, which is Thursday, practicing with the team. Well, that didn't happen again because the second day in the row, Jameis Winston missed practice, and Andy Dalton uh got the first team reps, and Taysom Hill got the second team reps. So uh what does this mean? Is what everybody's saying. What does this mean that Andy Dalton has been practicing two days? in a row uh, I think it's pretty obvious here folks um, I'm not the smartest man in the world but I have to believe that Jameis Winston is not going to play this weekend versus the Minnesota Vikings I mean <laughs> the fact that he wasn't out there at all uh, not even getting any mental reps not even practicing along the side I think you pretty much can uh, see what's going on here I know that the Saints are trying to be competitive they're trying to say oh well you know He may play, he may not play, but let's just be real about this. Uh, Jameis Winston has not built up enough cachet to be missing two days of practice with the offense because we know that the offense of the New Orleans Saints has been absolute trash. And the best way for you to fix the issues that's been dealing with the offense is for you to constantly get these reps in order for you to develop chemistry with those offensive players. So the fact that he has missed two days of practice uh, being that you know he has not been uh, where he needs to be as far as playing the quarterback position, I think it's pretty obvious that he's not going to start. And as a matter of fact, I will go a little deeper. If, if Jameis Winston was to start this Sunday, I think that we need to question uh, Dennis Allen as a head coach. Look, this isn't Drew Brees we're talking about. This isn't Aaron Rodgers we're talking about. This isn't Tom Brady that we're talking about. This is a guy in Jameis Winston that has the tools and talent But the offense has looked absolutely abysmal over the last couple of weeks. And the fact that you scored, what, about 38 points in the fourth quarter and 14 across uh, the other quarters and, you know, three weeks of action, you know, tells me everything that I need to know, okay? I mean, unless you're like this absolute fool, I'm pretty sure that the Minnesota Vikings are preparing for Andy Dalton uh, to be the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints uh, going into this game. Look, I get Jameis Winston, I'm pretty sure he wasn't happy about it. He wasn't happy yesterday. uh, He came out there anticipating, trying to practice, and they put the hand out on him and say, whoa, whoa, slow your roll there, man. Go sit down, get yourself prepared. We're going to need you down the stretch. Look, I understand the competitive nature, but this is a smart decision. This is a smart decision because this is one of those situations where you got to protect the player from themselves. Uh, And uh, when you look at Jameis Winston, He's a competitor. He wants to play. He wants to be out there with his guys. He wants to be the guy that uh, is the leader. And, 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 you know, he wants to be able to live up to that seat that's on a on a uh, on the patch, the patch that's on his helmet, um, not on his helmet, but on his jersey. But look, you got to be smart about this. You got to be smart and you got to sit down because this is your last chance. Look, I'm not here to sugarcoat. This is this is Jameis Winston's last chance to be a legitimate starter in the National Football League. For anybody to take him serious as a starter, uh, after this, if it does not pan out, uh, it is not. It, nobody is going to look at him seriously as a starter. He is only going to be a bridge guy, and you do not want to leave this out there on the field like everybody just thinking that you're unfixable. Like you already in the eyes of many people to post a boy for bad quarterback play, so you don't want to fuel that fire. My advice to Jameis Winston, as much as he wants to play, as much as he loves to compete, and as much as he likes to be out there with his guys, is for him to make a conscious business decision and go out there and get himself healed up, so that way you can go out there and you can put forth an effort that everybody can look at and be like, hey, well, maybe I can do something with this, even if the New Orleans Saints don't bring him back. So Andy Dalton, who is a proven starter in the National Football League, he can go out there and do some things in order to help the team win. I've watched Andy Dalton, man, most of my entire life, you know, play. I'm talking about from the time he was in high school, because during that time, uh, I was I just moved to Dallas, Texas. So, I mean, he was pretty much, you know, a top quarterback coming out of TCU. I remember him playing in a Rose Bowl. He was a second-round pick uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, he had a a stellar career. I mean, people talk about the fact that he didn't win a playoff game, but the Cincinnati Bengals were always in in contention. Uh, Andy Dalton is one of the main reasons why people respect uh, A.J. Green as much as they have. I mean, he was the one that was throwing the ball to A.J. Green to let him be one of the most well-respected wide receivers in football. I have no problem with Andy Dalton at all. Uh, My only thing is um, I just look at both of these guys and I just think that you know, in the eyes of of the Saints' coaches and everything else, I, I just don't feel like they look at any of these guys as of right now for what they put on uh, on the field. Is these guys are going to be the future? But I look at Andy Dalton as a guy that can go out there. He can manage the game. He can also sustain some drives. Uh, I think that I, you know, he's a he's a a good quarterback. I think that he's a guy that can you know go out there to help you. Uh, you know, continue to stay in games. I don't look at Andy Dalton as a guy that's going to try to force anything. And I think that if you're looking at a guy who is probably going to be closer uh, to that Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater type mode, it's probably more than likely going to be Andy Dalton. Uh, I understand what Jameis may feel about this situation. Uh, I think that, you know, in the back of his mind, whether he wants to admit it or not, he knows what's at stake as far as his career going forward in the National Football League. And him missing time, there's a strong chance the way that Andy Dalton has played, uh, you know, in preseason, the way that he has played, uh, you know, throughout the time uh, he's been in practice. He can tell like there can be a strong chance that if Andy Dalton, excuse me, goes streaking, then there's a chance that he may not see the field anymore. But you can't have that type of thing going in the back of your mind and going out there risking your, your health in order to try to go out there just to say that I am the guy especially when you can't do everything that's in your repertoire to help your team win. So sitting Jameis Winston down, uh, I think that this is going to be beneficial for the New Orleans Saints. And I think that Andy Dalton uh, can do some things in order to help the team win. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. Michael Thomas also uh, missed this second straight day of practice. More than likely, he's not going to play. He's probably going to miss a game. But Jarvis Landry, he did come back. And then you have Chris Olave. Uh, congratulations to him he was the uh, offensive rookie of the month uh, you know so congratulations to him putting forth a stellar effort uh, he has been uh, one of those guys that have been making plays and really just proving that he was worth uh, the Saints uh, drafting him uh, in this past draft but the Saints have a lot of issues offensively that they need to work on uh, hopefully they can stop shooting themselves in the foot with the penalties and the turnovers and hopefully that can translate uh, you know, to some offensive innovation and some offensive efficiency. Uh, the biggest issue is getting Alvin Kamara involved. Uh, the fact that Alvin Kamara hasn't really been uh, a part of the receiving game, something that uh, he has been throughout the years. I think he's averaged, you know, he had those uh, 84 catches uh, throughout his first three years in the National Football League. So we know that Alvin Kamara is a guy, if you get him in space, Uh, he can he can do some things and also being able to check the ball down he can turn five yards into 15 yards and and even further so they got to find ways to get alvin kamara involved and also they got to be able to sustain drives i mean you got to be able to uh you know convert on third down something that the saints have been dealing with you got to be able to not shoot yourself in the foot so hopefully uh, they can clean some of these things up and going forward they can try to make a you know, a run out of this. I mean, the NFC, I look around the landscape, it's not like you got a bunch of world beaters out there. Yeah, Philadelphia is playing really well, but you, even the teams that you lost to, Tampa and Green Bay, I mean, they weren't putting up many points as well. So this 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 uh conference is wide open. So for people that just feel like the Saints are, are doomed, I, I just say, man, not so fast in the words of Lee Corso. There's still an opportunity for this team to be able to make a run of this but it has to start with them being able to convert and not shooting themselves in the foot um, with the offense. And also the special teams need to clean it up uh, as well. Uh, But that's my opening statement. Um, I'm going to hear from you and uh, we'll just take it from there. We'll start with, we'll start with my dog says age and Cincy getting the number overall pick and Joe Burrow being there is why he was let go in Cincy. Um, somewhat you know some somewhat that that had a little bit to do with it uh, I think that they wanted to kind of go in another direction you know uh, especially since you know Zach Taylor uh, who was the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals a lot of those guys they wanted to have their guy and the fact that you had opportunity to get uh, Joe Burrow I agree with you you know was the man was was leverage for him to leave Uh, I mean, but he has had a a decent career. You know, his his career isn't nothing that you just look at and be like, it's just straight up disappointment. Uh, He set some records out there in Cincinnati. He's made some plays. Uh, Once again, um, A.J. Green has been a stellar wide receiver throughout the years because Andy Dalton has been throwing him the ball, you know, putting him out there and making him one of the best wide receivers in the league. Those guys came into the league together. A.J. Green was the first round pick, Andy Dalton, was a second-round pick. So they be, they learned how to become pros uh, together. So Andy Dalton has shown that he's capable of winning games. Now, in the playoffs, we haven't seen that because he has yet to win a playoff game, but Cincinnati <clears throat> has won a division, and he has been like middle of the pack, top 10 when it comes to quarterback play throughout a few of his years in the National Football League. No turnovers, we win. Yeah, it's time to get away from the turnovers. Uh, the Saints are first in the league in turnovers. I mean, you you got about eight turnovers as a as a group right now. A uh, couple years ago, that you averaged that for an entire season. So the Saints have to find ways to not turn the ball over. They have to be able to not shoot themselves in the foot uh, by giving the ball back to teams in excellent field position. They got to make sure that they're actually making the field goals And they got to make sure that they're actually putting points on the board and and not leaving any points on the field. If you do that, then, you know, you're already ahead of the curve. Uh, But got to think about what if I'm just staying positive. I don't know exactly what that – I don't know if that was a a run-on for something you already said. Uh, We better win. I hate uh, to open a liquor cabinet at 8-something in the morning. (laughs) Well, at least you know it's about 5 o'clock somewhere, right? You know what I'm saying? So even if, <laughs> even if you have to, at least you know it's 5 o'clock somewhere in London, right? But uh, seriously, I don't think, even if they do lose this game, it, it's not over. You know, I, I get that some people feel like, oh, the season will be a wash, but I don't believe that. I just think that the team has to be able to figure it out. There's, there's not a game that I've watched from the New Orleans Saints that i just seen the team just get – absolutely dominated. I just think that a lot of the games that they played, it was a lot of undisciplined football. It is it was a lot of uh things that they left on the field and they allowed their their opponent to develop a level of confidence. When you're playing at home or you're going in for a go ahead lead, you have to be able to make sure you're executing. You know, I look at that Carolina Panthers game and I know some of these Carolina Panthers fans because, you know, I'm in South Carolina. Charlotte is nothing but three hours from me. So I I meet my fair share of Carolina Panthers fans. And a lot of them, they're, they're tired. They're tired of the organization. They're tired of Matt Rule. They're tired of the way, you know, Carolina is being run. And they were ready to go to Bank of America Stadium to boo them boys out of the building. But the Saints gave these guys confidence with the turnover by Alvin Kamara that was one of those games where you could have easily like just took the crowd as well as the team out of the game, because as of right now, they don't even know what they're going to do with their head coach. But now you've given them a level of confidence that they didn't even, they didn't even necessarily have until you actually played them and and neither did their fan base. So the saints got to stop allowing these teams to have confidence Around the third or fourth quarter, like man, we can beat these guys. We got them where we want them. You got to be able to go out there and impose your will. You have to be able to go out there and put your your knee on the neck of the of the competition. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be able to do that. Seriously, you you got to. You, You cannot afford to go out there and allow these teams to be in it, especially when you're better than the team that you're actually playing against. Uh yep, uh that's all we need uh to succeed on offense, a game manager. <clears throat> yeah, we definitely need a game manager. Uh, you know, somebody that's gonna go out there that's not gonna make too many mistakes. You know, if your defense is playing well, and you know your defense can get you back to ball, there's more opportunities that you can go out there and, and make plays. So Dalton is a three time pro bowler. Uh yo. Uh, it doesn't make sense to play a guy with a broken back who had to sit on a plane for at least eight hours to London. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. And I think Jameis needs to understand that too. I know he wants to play, but got to be smart about this. As long as my team wins, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not worried about no hurt feelings. Well, look, this is, a, this is a professional game. These are grown men, and it's a business at the end of the day. So you can't wear your emotions on your sleeve uh, playing a game of football so i understand that he might feel some type of weight, but you got to do what's best for the team regardless uh, any update on thomas and juice uh, michael thomas did not practice today but jarvis landry did come back to practice so if the offense looks the same then what well if it looks the same then we already know what the problem is it's the coaching, right so if it, it looks stagnant with Jameis, if it looks stagnant with andy then that tells you everything you need to know because you know you got players that's capable of making some plays. Uh, you know, as you know, I mean, you got Mark Ingram, you got Alvin Kamara, you got Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. I mean, these guys have proven that they can make plays. So if, if they don't, then I think you pretty much know where you need to put the blame, and that is on the coaching staff. And, you know, I mean, we talk about Pete Carmichael, you know, being in the system for 16 years. Uh, but, you know, it, it's a difference between. Being out there and somebody else, you know, doing what you're supposed to be doing, and, and you taking over the responsibilities yourself. Now, we can talk about 2012, where he, you know, had a 430 point average when he was uh, calling the plays. But you also had Drew Brees out there, who's a glorified offensive coordinator that can even, even if you do call the plays, if it don't look a certain way, he can easily audible out of it. He knows where to put the offensive line, where they need to block. You need to tell he let uh, you know, the wide receivers know where he wants them to go. So you basically have an offensive coordinator out there. But what happens when you don't have Sean Payton and you don't have Drew Brees and now you're left alone to your own vices? You know what I'm saying? What, what are you going to do? So if it does not work out, I think we pretty much know who the is- what the issue is. If it's not Jameis and you bring in Andy and it's still the same thing it tells you everything you need to know. The play calling isn't where it needs to be. Uh, my dog facts. No problem. Tech salute to you. Hope you uh, your day is going well. Winston going out there playing hurt is just playing with fire. All he's doing is digging himself into a deeper hole. Exactly. When you already got a narrative that's built around you, that's not positive. The only thing that could that can help that is positive equity. You know, like you got to erase you got to erase the negative out of people's minds and you can't do that if you're out there with four broken uh fractures in your back uh it, you know and you have an ankle injury and you're healing from ACL injury you damaged goods right now so regardless to what you want to do and how you want to create the narrative uh, you know you can't do it if you're not healthy Chris Olave was a great pick yeah he absolutely was and I think we pretty much knew that in advance. I mean, we all saw him at Ohio State, and we know what he had to bring to the table. And he's a really good guy, he's a good complimentary receiver to the receivers that we already have. The only thing that, that we need is for this offense to execute. I mean, the Saints, there's no reason why, uh, you know, based on the talent that they have, they shouldn't be like one of the top teams when it comes to points uh, in the league. But I, I look around the landscape of the National Football League, there are teams that has just as much talent offensively as the saints and they're struggling uh, to put points on the board. I I just think that uh, if you look around the landscape of the national football league, and I know sometimes we don't because we get so fixated on um, the team that we actually root for, which is the saints. And sometimes we feel like we're the only team that's actually uh, going through something. We're the only team that's actually dealing with the offensive woes or, you know the, the undisciplined play, but if you look around the league, there are several teams out there that have a lot of promise, just like the New Orleans Saints have, and they're struggling as well. So sometimes you gotta look around the league, and, and maybe you'll realize that it, it's not so bad. Getting Kamara the ball in a variety of situations will help a lot. Well, here's the thing, and P. Carmichael spoke on this uh, in today's press conference. If you're watching this on the Thursday. Uh, they just finished up practice maybe about an hour ago. But he said, you know, the fact that, you know, we're not sustaining drives is the main issue why you're not seeing Alvin Kamara uh, do a, a multifaceted of things. I mean, when you're just getting three and out, three and out, three and out, it's hard for you to try to establish anything. That's the main reason why uh, we, have been talk- we have been talking about the Saints not having an identity. It's hard to, to develop an identity when you, you're on the field for about you know, a minute, you know what I'm saying? Or a blink of an eye. I mean, how many drives are you sustaining? How many 12, 13 play drives have have the New Orleans Saints had? Not many. You know, you got to allow the offense to cook in order for you to figure out what type of identity that you're going to have. I think the Saints want to get Alvin Kamara involved, but when you're getting three and out, three and out, three and out, how can you get your, your prized possession, which is your running back, involved? It's hard. So I just think that it, it comes down to them being able to sustain drives, uh, getting that percentage up on third down, converting on third downs, and maybe we'll see more of Alvin Kamara going forward. But as of right now, you have no identity, and you, you're not making enough plays in order for you to create one. So that's the way I look at it. So hopefully they can develop some, they can develop a level of chemistry by sustaining some drives. I don't think Andy is the guy. But I hope he can give us some kind of production so we can win some games. Look, at this particular point, I'm, I don't care about the guy. I'm serious. I, I don't care about the guy because it, it's the regular season now. This is the type of conversation we should have been having in the off season, right? Who's the guy who's not the guy? At, at this particular time, we need to win, okay? If you're talking about making a playoff, the postseason, trying to go a little further in the playoffs, you have to go ahead and, and 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 do what's best for the team in order for them to be in a position. I mean, we've seen this before. We've seen guys like you know teams roll with guys and then the next year they don't you know bring them back. Uh, you know, just like with Trent Dilfer, right? Trent Dilfer the, with the two thousand Ravens, right? They won a Super Bowl. They didn't bring him back. You know what? They went go get Elvis Gervack or something like that, if I'm not mistaken, or, or some other quarterback, or maybe even. Um, I want to say maybe even Steve McNair. I can't remember, but they got somebody else because they felt like okay, he was managing the game, but he's not our guy, right? We we seen this on several other occasions, right? We seen with the New York Giants years back. You know when uh when Phil Simms got hurt, they brought in Jeff Hosteller. He had that hot run, right? And he ended up uh going, you know, going somewhere else. You know, going to the Raiders, right? He ended up getting that big contract with the Raiders. Uh also you're with Nick Foles, right? Nick Foles uh leads the the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl, right? Super Bowl MVP ends up getting a big contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It didn't pan out, but we we see this from time to time where guys go out there, may not be the guy, teams win with the guy, and they may not bring him back, they may go in a different direction. So just because Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston, whoever it may be you know, plays this game, wins games, and let's just say the Saints, you know, knock on wood, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, they they sustain the level of health that they have. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? They make it to the promised land. There's no guarantee that these guys are going to be out there. And, uh, you know, next year, they might end up going in a different direction. Just because you you find success with a guy don't mean that they are the guy. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that as long as that they generate some wins. But all I know is this. I mean, this defense is too elite for you to squander a season like this. Like, the Saints defense is the type of defense championship teams wish they had. Right? And they're going out there playing championship football defensively, and it will be a shame uh, for the New Orleans Saints to squander this opportunity uh, by trying to be loyal to one person that isn't it or, you know, going with somebody that they feel – is not the guy no no need to uh no need to like squander a great defensive uh season you know you might as well go and make the best of it because the saints definitely have a championship defense how many games uh you think dalton has to win to make it hard for Jameis to come back uh alfred thank you very much for the 499 i'm gonna be honest with you i don't even think it's about games at this particular point i think it's more about efficiency I said it at the beginning of the show. You have 38 points that you have scored in the fourth quarter. 14 points across, what, three quarters of play for three games, only 14 points. So I think that it's not even down – it's not even a matter of wins and losses at this point. It's about efficiency. Now, if he goes out here and he wins the game against Minnesota – he's going to play against Seattle, I can tell you that. And especially if he looks well doing it. I'm not talking about 350-yard performances because we all know that that's not the issue. It's it's not the yards. It's about sustaining drives. It's about putting the ball where it needs to be. It's about making the right decisions at the line of scrimmage. If you're out there conducting the offense and the offense looks more efficient, it's going to be hard for dennis allen to to explain uh andy dalton not being out there especially if they win and the offense improves so this is one of those situations where andy dalton in my opinion is playing with house money seriously he's playing with house money so as long as he doesn't go out there throw three interceptions turns the ball over at an alarming rate and he's able to sustain drives like he's playing with house money right now it's not like Jameis Winston threw for 350 yards, four touchdowns, and the Saints just blew out Carolina. Then that would be hard. You know what I'm like, Yeah, he hurt, but, you know, he was putting up big numbers before he got back. I mean, the interceptions that he threw last game were justifiable versus the interceptions he threw in Tampa, but still you got five turnovers at the hands of your quarterback. Andy is playing with house money right now. If he has ball security, and you know the Saints' offense looks <laughs> like they improved, especially over the three quarters of play. It might be hard for him uh, to sit down again, and I think Andy knows this. I think he, I think he definitely knows this. So, but I mean, Jameis has to have the confidence that when he heals up, he can be able to get his spot back. Good afternoon, hi TJ, and hi to the rest of the fam. What's going on, man? Thank you for being here. I bet on y'all to the uh win more than seven games, y'all need to show up. By the way, there are only like five quarterbacks who we can say is the guy. Yeah, you know that I mean we, we look at the stars and the anomalies that's in the National Football League, like the Aaron Rodgers, like the Patrick Mahomes, but we all we never really look at the solid starters like the Kirk Cousins, um, like the like the Carson Wentz's, or uh, you know what I'm saying? Like people that, you know, that that should be starters in the league but they're not going to be, any, be anybody that you can write have to write home about um but looking at these two guys there should be a place for them in the national football league I'm talking Dalton and Winston so you can win games with them you know both of them and regardless of who they parade out there I'm rooting for them regardless because I'm a Saints fan at the end of the day and you know I just think that regardless if if you're a james fan or not or andy fan or not i think that the biggest overall objective is to root for the guy that's under center you know i'm saying people you know talk about you know this dude ain't the guy this dude ain't the guy well you should want them to be the guy you know you should want them to be the guy because they are the guy that sunday so let's uh let's support them uh I think redhead will make better decisions. And with the way defense is playing, we will be okay. I think the defenses are playing Jameis, the way that they have been is the fact that he's a stationary target. They know that he's hurt. They know he got four fractures in his back. Once again, that was a terrible call by his representation. Why would you put that type of information out there? Now teams are going to be teeing off on him because they realize he's a stationary target. You talking about a competitive advantage, but, um, yeah, I, I think that the ability that Andy Dalton have being an able-bodied quarterback at this particular time, I think that, you know, he gives you the best chance to win. And um, Jameis, as as he begins to heal, he'll get back into the fold, I'm pretty sure. Andy doesn't make uh, need to be Montana. He just needs to manage the game and not put our defense in a bad position uh, like Cooper Rush doing for the Cowboys. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, you you don't have to be I think that people just fall in love with the deep ball and 350 yards. And like I said, there's a level of jealousy. I feel like if you're a Saints fan and you're seeing them nickel and diamond down the field throughout the years, and then all of a sudden you are seeing Patrick Mahomes throw 60 yard bomb uh, to Nico Hartman off his back foot, there's a level of jealousy. And we wish that that could be our quarterback. But once again, you know, I, I use this old example, you know, it's, you know, if you're if one person driving in a Ferrari and another person is in a Fiat and they're headed to Atlanta, you know it doesn't matter really who get there first. It's not a race. You know that Fiat is going to get there just like that Ferrari does. The Ferrari might get there faster, but the Fiat still gets to his destination. And I just think that sometimes we got to get away from the exotic, the the, the you know the bombs down the field and all these spectacular plays because. You know, that's cool and all, but the overall objective is to get the ball into the end zone. And it really doesn't matter how you do it. Nick Foles was not that guy, but got a ring with Philly only system makes quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And no, you know what I'm saying? I agree with that. You know, systems do make quarterbacks. There are some quarterbacks that can rise above the system. Um, There are some quarterbacks that need a certain system in order for them to succeed. But, um, Regardless to this, Big Sean, the reality is that he did enough in order to help them win. And I think that's what the key to this Saints team is. Like, seriously, like this defense is really good. So if you don't go out there and make mistakes and you continue to just go out there and execute the way that you need to and not put the the ball in harm's way. I think that you can win because your defense can make the stops that are necessary to get you back the ball for you to try again and just needs to manage the game hey everyone tj i told you that they would rotate the quarterbacks um i don't know exactly about rotating the quarterbacks i don't know exactly what you mean by that but um if you're talking about rotation due to injury i mean that happens all the time but i don't if we're talking about rotating quarterbacks as far as like one quarterback play a a few halves and the other one plays the other one. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that, I think that this injury is playing a huge role as to why Andy is out there. Uh, He can run three yards for a first down. If they give up on Jameis, then I'm going to give up on them and start to ride or die with my other favorite team, the New York giants. Well, look, I like Jameis as much as the next man, as y'all all know. Um, but at the end of the day i'm a saints fan and i'm a root for this team and your 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 allegiance and loyalty shouldn't be just attached to one particular person because the reality is guys retire guys get hurt guys get traded guys get released and you can't just put all your eggs in one basket here you know like you should be uh loyal to the team and um I just think that at this particular time, you, should, you shouldn't want, even if you're like a real, you know what I'm saying, hard Jameis supporter, you know, and you love Jameis, you know what I'm saying, I, like I said, I do. I support the dude because I want him to change the narrative about how his NFL career is going. But as of right now, you have to you have to say, like this dude does not need to be out there right now and he's doing more harm to his legacy than any good that he can do. Yeah, you get stripes for – you know, going out there, playing hard, battling it out, being a tough guy. Yeah, people respect you for that. And they respect for you. They respect you going out there, giving it everything you have. But if you're a shell of yourself and you can't do all the things that you need to do to play the quarterback position at a high level, you're only doing more harm to yourself than actually helping yourself. So that's something that I, I just don't want for him. And uh, you shouldn't want it either. Uh, Matthew Stafford led a subpar Lions team to the playoff game against the Saints. We got to stop looking at stats to compare Winston. He wasn't the type of leader at quarterback in Tampa as Stafford or at Dalton. Dalton. Um, I think that he was a leader. You know, I think that he was a leader in Tampa just as much as Stafford and Dalton was. I just think that. I think that when it came to James Winston, unfortunately, he's been a guy his entire career. And a lot of coaches actually hitched their wagon onto him because he he has so much talent, and I don't think a lot of coaches like coach like some of his his shortcomings out of him, you know, because they rely so much on his talent in order to get them where they need to be. Like look at Jimbo Fisher right now. Like if it wasn't for Jameis Winston, would he have gotten that big cushy job at Texas A and M? Probably not. You know, like he won a national championship. He won a lot of games at Florida State. Uh, Just like with Tampa, you know, he was the first overall pick. When you're the first overall pick, you're you're drafted to save the franchise. You are known as the franchise savior. Him coming in, new coaches, you know, new offensive coordinators, all these guys that are hitching their wagon onto him. I think a lot of them just was happy that he was there and they didn't really coach some of the the shortcomings out of him. It wasn't until like Bruce Arians came along where, you know, it, it became like a, a alarming problem. Like, man, you got a turnover problem, right? And it made it even worse because we know that Bruiserians like to throw the ball all over the place. So I don't think that his leadership was an issue. I think that when you have a guy that is known as the guy and you have a bunch of people who, who have their hands on a guy and their success and their future is tied to a guy, maybe they're a little bit lenient with him and maybe they're not coaching him the way that they they should have and i think that's the, that's the biggest issue in my in my humble opinion i don't think that he he's not a leader i mean he was a leader everywhere that he went um i just think that maybe some of the things that he dealt with throughout his college career uh and it trickled into his pro career and then nobody was really just there to like really try to coach it out of him because at that particular point we need to make this thing work. I mean, Lovey Smith at the time was a little bit on the hot seat when Jameis Winston was drafted, so it's kind of hard for you to just sit up there. Okay, man, we need you to focus on this because at this time it's do or die time. I don't know it. You know, every game is deciding my faith. You know, so I think that is 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 different. I think it's different. Uh, but I, I don't I don't think his leadership his, his uh, leadership was anything in question i think he's a think he's a great leader uh it's sad james had an injury he had to rehab he had no real preseason uh gets hurt again but it's all his fault boy y'all play a dirty game with the black quarterback um look um i i want to address this and i'm glad you you mentioned this uh keen charles i'm glad you mentioned this because you know, it's, it's not all the time that I, I I roll into, like, the comments uh, for the State of Saints podcast because, you know, I mean, some people, you know, I feel like they're, they're objective uh, with their comments. And then you got other people out here that just, you know, say just random, ridiculous stuff. And um, I rolled across something that was just random and ridiculous. And I'm pretty sure whoever said this, they probably watching this right now but i'm gonna say this um i don't mind anybody like saying anything or uh disagreeing with what i'm saying that's fine like we're we're not the same right we're going to think differently but my biggest issue is when people have the audacity to put words in my mouth that i didn't say all right i think a person said um in so many words that i'm blaming the saints organization uh and i'm calling People that's going against Jameis Winston, I'm saying that they racist. I didn't say that. Okay. What I said was that you have some people out here that may not like Jameis Winston based on the color of his skin. And then you have other people out here that may just feel like he's not the guy. So that person said, in other words, that I need to apologize. So I'm not apologizing for a damn thing because. I stand by what I just said, all right? I don't know what type of world you want to live in. I don't know what type of bubble that you're actually living in, but for anybody to be as naive and ignorant to believe that this dude's skin color don't play a role in some people's way of thinking when it comes to him is asinine. Now, I'm not saying it for everybody. Once again, like my grandfather says, if he preaches on chicken thieves, the only person that's going to get mad is the chicken thief. So if I'm not talking about you, then you can you can just go about your business. But if I'm talking about you, then maybe you need to do some soul searching on your own. I have no problem with people disagreeing what I'm saying, but I refuse to allow people to put words in my mouth, all right? So I, I'm just going to leave it at that. But as far as like being a black quarterback, like I said, there's some people that, that probably feel that way. Other people just feel like he's not the guy. And that's okay. You know, but I just think that it's absolutely naive that people would think that everybody in the world thinks like them. Oh, he's saying that some people don't like him because of the color of his skin. Like, yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. May not be you, but guess what? You're not everybody. I know that may be a shocker to everybody, but your way of thinking is not always what everybody else thinks. Uh, Your eggs. Thank you very much for the $2 says. Why you got us all in just one basket? <laughs> Right, I, I mean, look, you got you can't put all your eggs in one basket, All right, So I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm just move on. All Dalton has to uh, be is 10 to 15 percent better than Simeon, and this team can <laughs> can win while Winston recovers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jameis has never had a season where he threw more uh interceptions than touchdowns before that season. Everyone likes to talk about. His career interception ratio is on par with the NFL average. Look it up. A hit dog holler. Exactly. Uh, people will say anything these days, especially on the internet. Uh, please do stop playing uh, the oppressed. Dude, what the hell are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about, man? Look, I don't know if some of y'all actually pass, like, reading comprehension or Maybe some of y'all need to take up some some communication classes, you know, where you can actually decipher what the heck that I'm saying. How in the world did I say that some people? I, I don't I don't get it, man. Like some man, I'm man. Oh my goodness, my goodness, I'm I, man, I, <laughs> man. Some of y'all people are just I don't know what to say. Like how do y'all get that out of? How did you get oppression? That's why I'm, you know what? I can see why, I can see why some of you are manipulated by some of the things that you see on TV. I can see it. I can absolutely positively see it. I can absolutely positively see why some of you actually feel like, you know, some things are the way that they are and don't even realize that you've been manipulated by what you hear. Some of y'all, man, some of y'all need some help. Uh, for people to even think racism don't exist in football and in sports, probably never graduate. Man, look, like I said, people live in their own little world. People live in their own little world. I'm not even going to get into that. I'd rather get back into football. But some of y'all some straight-up clowns, man. And for real, like, the school system failed you. Is this even about football? Yes, it's about football. Yes, it's about – not – bro, I'm not – next question. TJ, the problem with a lot of our people is their comprehension level is low. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, especially right-wingers. Look, I ain't trying, look, I'm not trying to make this a political thing. I'm not. I'm not trying to make this a political thing at all. I'm not getting into that. I'd rather talk about the NFL, but like I said, I I my biggest issue was when people put words in my mouth. Like for example, People was like, man, you, you was high on Jameis Winston. Yes, I was. I had no choice. Dude was the starting quarterback of the Saints, and of course, I want the dude to like change the narrative. But then people like, man, you said that the Saints was gonna win a bunch of games too. When you want them to win a bunch of games, but it, it's I don't I don't know, man. I I really don't know. I don't know where it's staying th- I don't know. I say one thing. I know I, I I dress it up the way that it's supposed to be. And people just take like five seconds of what I say and draw some level of conclusion that ain't even close to what I'm talking about. I mean, it, it's ridiculous, man. It's in the water, DJ. Uh, now, nah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, let's see. That ain't about politics. Not at all. It's not about politics. Uh, TJ, uh, you are spot on. All I'm I, I don't know I just man we gotta we gotta stop this though we gotta stop this we gotta stop hearing what we want to hear and we gotta look at listen to the entire scope of things I don't understand why people want to do that like I don't know maybe they feel like that'll give them ammunition and say something I don't know what the. I don't know what it is please back to football you ain't lying yeah like yeah i'm I'm looking for some I'm looking for some NFL questions right now uh TJ can we get back to football Carry top only needs to score 17 to 20 points and our defense will take it from here uh who they exactly you know I feel like the defense is the catalyst of this team you know and the best thing for you to do uh is to make sure that the defense uh, you know, stays, you know, stays hydrated, you know what I'm saying? Stays ready and fresh to be able to go out there and put forth a good series if you can't score any points. Uh TJ, do you think the Saints uh should either uh what are you talking about with this? Should either what? Uh two trades for Kirk Cousins. Two trades for Kirk Cousin. Kurt, what? Hell no. The now, now, now. Yeah, the nah. Uh, trade him after the season? Nah, I'm good. Do you think Kamara is completely healthy? No, he's not. No, he's not completely healthy. But he healthy enough in order to be to make some noise. The Giants went nine seven in 2011 and won the Super Bowl. Saints, we only three games in. Some people need to understand that. Uh, but a lot of people are just afraid because we don't have familiar faces to help us. Get through these uncharted waters. Like if this were Drew Brees or Sean Payton out there coaching, I don't think we would have these levels of concern that we have right now. But the, the suspects are, you know, unusual suspects, right? So that's the reason why we get all uh, upset about where this team is right now. Um, Cousins going to be back in Washington. It's a lot of football left to be played. Now y'all just typing anything. Kirk Cousins, man, you ain't lying. Sam Darnold isn't a bad as people said. Our offensive line was the worst one we ever had in history uh last season. Look, man, I'm tired of projects. Seriously. I'm tired of projects. I was tired of projects when it came to wide receivers, and I'm sick of projects now when it comes to the quarterback position. Look, we I am we gotta be careful not to turn the quarterback room into the island of unwanted toys, right? I'd rather rather try to find somebody that you can actually build a system around and make sure that, you know, they go out there and they perform. I don't want it to be that way. I ain't trying to be the next Denver. I ain't trying to be the next Minnesota. Well, not Minnesota, Miami. I ain't trying to be the next Buffalo. I don't want it to be to a point where we are 10, 15 years down the line still trying to find somebody to replace Drew Brees. There are some teams that were able to rise above that. You look at the Indianapolis Colts, from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, even before he actually retired. Uh, You got teams, you know, um, Brett Favre to Evan Rodgers. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be one of those, you know, teams where we just looking like, oh, man, he got this upside right here. Where he did win this game versus Chicago, where he did throw for 350 yards against this team. Look, I, I'd rather us have consistency at the quarterback position, and I understand that's a hard that's a hard position to find somebody that can be your franchise and can lead you to the promised land. But I'd rather us try to find somebody, if it's not in, in the room right now, for the Saints to go out there to try to find a young, uh, promising prospect to help lead this team to where they need to be in the future, period. Man, I, I don't want it to be that way, and you shouldn't want it to be that way either. You know, you you should want you should want like stability and solid quarterback play. I saw one same fan say on Twitter he would want us to trade for Lamar Jackson, but you probably have to give a lot to get him though. I, I find that funny because you could have easily had him in a draft and you decided to go with Davenport. Hey TJ, isn't it true everybody wants the backup quarterback until other teams start to get film on him? I don't think Winston should lose his job this year. Well, always the best player on the team is the back backup quarterback, especially when it seems like the quarterback is struggling. So, yeah, but we'll see, man. P. Carmichael got to get better when, with the plays and let Winston Hill Most of it has something to do with the coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, you got to have a pulse on the game. You know, as the ebbs and flows of the game happen, you got to be able to Uh, you know, you got to be able to be dialed in in order for you to call some plays that work. If Dalton Ball's out, it's going to be wild media and everything. Okay, don't worry. Uh, I don't understand how we lost to the Panthers. Wild, bad taste, TJ. I don't want penalties at all. Kick them out uh, behind uh, whatever, no discipline. Look like we could lose a glue ball on our hand. But yeah, I mean, look, it's bad. You know, these turnovers are getting out of hand. Number one in the league in turnovers, that's something that you don't want, especially after three games. Nine turnovers after three – well, eight turnovers after three games. Uh, that protection was just breaking down. We'll see. You know, see if that improves. Uh, I think Dalton can be efficient enough to get the offense on track and start winning football games. We'll see. Joe Dog, and if he lays egg, what then? Well, let's hope he don't, Barbara. Let's hope he don't lay egg. I, want, look, I don't care who the quarterback is. I just want them to win. Uh if he does, then uh, like I said, you you know where to blame. And that's the that's the coaching staff. TJ, do you think uh there needs to um an adjustment made this offseason to our spot science uh, sports science department? Seems like injuries have only gone up every year since 2018 and 2019. Well, Hart, they already brought a new strength and conditioning coach in, and everybody has been praising the guy. Everybody been talking about uh their regimen and how, how well their body feels. The reality is, hard. injuries are going to occur. This is a contact sport. As long as, you know, guys are running to each other with everything that they have, you're going to have injuries. There's no way to avoid that. That's why it's best for you to basically have depth on your team. It's not a matter if a guy gets hurt. It's a matter when he gets hurt and who you have stepping up in his place. So I don't think that any sports medicine person, any sports science person, will be able to put you in a better position. Um, I just think that injuries occur and guys got to weather the storm any way that they can and try to do everything they can to stay on the field. But I don't care who you put out there. I don't care if it's, uh, you know, building out a science guy. I don't care who it is. You know, like, guys are going to get hurt, and that's just something that we're going to have to deal with, you know, as as fans and as organizations uh, try to build teams. They got to make sure that they're prepared for it by getting the right guys in the room. I love Jameis, but I love the Saints more. Nothing would make me happier than Dalton balling out. Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to see whoever playing out there, I want to see them ball out. The Saints built a system that fit Drew. Do the same for our quarterbacks for now and the future. We are, yeah, I mean, when, but it's hard like, to kind of shake that when you have a quarterback that's been in the system for 15 years. Of course, it's. His offense. I mean, they built it around him, and it's kind of hard for them to kind of get away from that. But uh, the one thing down the line as Drew Brees' uh, career started to wrap up, it was more of a game management-type role. So whoever comes in, if they're playing the offense like Drew Brees played the offense, that's not a problem because the reality is you want to make sure that you sustain drives, be efficient on offense, but also not shoot yourself in the foot. So if you're managing the game and you have a a more of a a game management approach, there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with it, especially when you have a defense that can be able to back it up and get you back the ball for you to try again. The biggest issue is that when you're trying to go for yard every single time and and you're not being patient enough in order for you to be able to make the plays, you know, you got to be able to sit on those 10 or 12 play drives when necessary, because not only are they beneficial to your offense when it comes to, uh, running these plays and also getting the defense to have to adjust to what you're doing, but it also gives your defense time to sit on the sidelines and be able to be as as healthy and hydrated and ready to go out there for the next series. You know, these guys gotta complement each other. That's why they call it complementary football. If one side of the ball is 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 basically carrying the load, then you know, like the other the other side isn't doing their job. So they gotta work together as a well-oiled machine. I'm more concerned about efficiency on the offense because I feel like if you have efficiency on the offense uh, instead of deficiencies, uh, I just think that um, you should be fine you should be fine. And the defense should be fine as well. Training camp was way too hard this year. Uh, backs and tight ends instead of receivers. I saw Dalton in Dallas. I'm not impressed uh we're one of the oldest teams in the league on average um you, you don't have like i said uh, as far as aunt, you don't have to be impressed man like <laughs> i'm i'm not like if, if we're looking for somebody to run around like lamar jackson throw the ball 60 yards like mahomes okay you know what i'm saying if we if we kind of hard to please i just want to win i just want them to be able to do what they need to do in order to put the team in a position to win i don't care I don't care about all that fancy smancy stuff, because guess what? No matter if you're throwing the ball 60 yards down the field or you throw it 10 yards down the field, the reality is if it gets the end zone, it's a touchdown and it's six points either way. So I don't need him to be spectacular. I don't need him to be MVP, uh, MVP candidate. I don't need him to be offensive player of the week. But I do need some efficiency when it comes to the quarterback position. That's what you want. That's what you should want. If we're if we looking for bells and whistles and people to knock us out of our seat, then maybe we're looking at this the wrong way. Drew Brees was really elite at reading coverages and monitoring players and switching plays at the line of scrimmage. Yes, he was, and that's what made Drew Brees great, and that's also what made Drew Brees Drew Brees. And I just think that us as fans, we're starting to see why Drew Brees was looked at the way that he was. And it also is unfortunate that drew Brees spoiled a lot of us and we feel like everybody should play like him well that's not going to happen it's going to be a long time in my opinion you find another quarterback that can be a drew Brees type in new orleans i don't care if that person is putting up you know great production drew Brees was special because of his ability to manipulate the defenses his ability to be able to put the wide receivers where they need to be to be able to do the check downs i mean we all seen uh, Drew Brees is a training regiment when he's throwing a football he he shifts his shoulders to the left shift his shoulders to the right for foot second and third read those were different routines that Drew Brees made famous and we just kind of looked at him and we even laughed at him from time to time like how he looked doing these things but it made him who he was and um, you know there's the old saying you don't know what you have until it's going now we're looking at it it's like okay we realize now how special he was and we look at this team now and where it was when he was there. We we see how special this dude actually was from playing a quarterback position and also getting guys where they need to be at in order for them to make plays. So, TJ, let's say they sit Jameis and let him heal. Ideally, when do you bring him back? Like, uh, how long does it take uh, for Brita Britt to heal? Look, I don't know. I'm not a doctor on that, but. I tell you this: um, you keep him out as long as it, it, you can for him to to get as healthy as he possibly can, and hopefully, you know, Andy Dalton start winning some games. Now, if Andy Dalton is winning, and let's just say the Saints on a four or five game winning streak. Sorry, Jameis, but you ain't playing. You know, <laughs> like if they if they fall off and they need another shot in the arm or something like that, then. Then you bring him in. But that's what happened, man. Those are the breaks, you know. Um, If if Andy springs off like three or four games, you don't go back to James. Now, if it just doesn't pan out and you're seeing some of the same things that's happening with Andy as you've seen with James, then say you go back to him and you realize that maybe this season is not going to be what you think it's going to be. But as long as he's winning, you don't sit him down. TJ, you think uh, start Sunday, I think Andy. Based on everything that I'm seeing, based on what I heard, and it's going to be Andy Dalton. Uh, 13 points combined through uh, first three games and first three quarters, they had more points in the fourth quarter alone in two of the three games. Yeah, 38 points in the fourth quarter, 14 throughout the first three quarters. That's not good. And that's in three games. As a Panthers fan... I miss Drew like all these uh, seasons playing against y'all. He scared the crap out of me, and sometimes I hated him. But it feels like there's a hole in the league without him. Well, that's what happens when you have great quarterback play. You know, I mean, like even when Cam Newton was rolling, you know what I'm saying? So we talking about Carolina. I mean, Cam Newton was was out there beast, and I used to hate. I used to hate the same playing Cam Newton when he was healthy. You know, I mean, it it, it happens, right? I mean, every now and then you see. Uh, a guy come through and you you see his career and he he lights it up and you know then when he leaves it's like man because you look around and you look at Brady as the main state but you look at Roethlisberger he's not there anymore you look at Peyton Manning Eli they're not there anymore Drew not there anymore and you're looking at a whole new generation of quarterbacks and it seems like the NFL is searching for that next face right now Tom Brady is holding it down but I mean, based on everything that I'm seeing, based on the way that his marriage is going, all that kind of stuff, I think it's going to be his last year. So you're trying to find that next face of the franchise for the next 10, 15, 20 years uh, in the National Football League. So, yeah, I mean, guys, you know, you end up playing, probably play against your other team, probably in your division. They probably go away. Uh, but at the same time, you you appreciate that the the contributions they made to the league. And you find yourself being not a, a fan of probably them personally, but the way they play the position. I'm ready for the Red Rocket to come out and play. Uh, we have the talent to beat the Vikings. I think we had, uh, when we had Teddy and he was winning, Breeze should have not come back. Breeze was good, but had fell off years before he left. I don't want to say he fell off, um, he still was playing the quarterback position at a high level. He still was averaging a 71. Uh, you know, percent completion percentage. That's nothing to sneeze at. Okay. Uh and if you don't believe me, look at what is the completion percentage is now for you know Jameis Winston as of right now. And you tell me if he, you know, if he fell off. Look, I just think that the inability to be able to get the ball down the field, uh, I think that's the only thing that you can really knock Drew Brees for. Because if Drew Brees still had like an arm, like let's just say for example, not the biggest arm, but he can be able to get the ball down the field like he did in the t- in 2010, 2011. I don't think any of us would have had an issue with Drew Brees, the way he was playing the quarterback position. It was just, a, we, we got to be careful with this, right? We got to be careful with how we're, perce- you know, showing and, and, and creating these narratives, right? You know, I understand, you know, that they didn't win in the playoffs. I understand that, you know, the arm wasn't where it needed to be, but, if Drew Brees would have had a little bit more arm talent, I would—I believe, honestly—from 2017 to about 2020, I think the Saints would have been a Super Bowl at least twice. You had what you had was a lot of teams where well, they should have been a Super Bowl at least once. Y'all know that back in 2018, that was a screw job, but teams did not respect the ability of Drew Brees. They—they they didn't respect Drew Brees throwing the top, uh, throwing the ball over the top. Right, so it was able to sit on a lot of routes, and that was what the issue was. If Drew Brees would have had the 2010, 2011 arm that he had, the Saints probably would have been in the Super Bowl at least twice. I don't know if they would have won a Super Bowl, but they would have been in that thing twice. That was the only thing I feel like that was kind of hindering Drew Brees because even like what 2017, uh, was it uh, 2018 was like one of them years he was up with MVP with Patrick Mahomes, so can just say he just totally fell off i just think that the arm strength diminished and i just think that we can like we have like i said we have to be careful not to just not i mean focus to not focus on several things and just focus on that one particular thing because that's sometimes what we do we can become prisoner of moment and we're so upset and we're so frustrated that things aren't going the way that they are so we start looking for more things if Drew Brees would have had more arm strength, the Saints would have went to at least two Super Bowls. Drew Brees uh, in his older age would still be picking us apart with those short passes. If Drew Brees, like, come on, man, let's just be serious about this. If Drew Brees was on this team right now in 2022, the Saints would be 3-0, and y'all know it. Because there's no way in the world the Saints would have went three quarters without scoring and and you know what I'm saying? Like, it only scoring 14 points and three quarters and 38 points. There's no way. There's no freaking way. I don't care if you, people call him noodle arm and all these other things. The Saints would be 3-0 and right now. So, yeah, you know, weak arm and all. Breeze broke like uh, every rib and bone in his body. Give him a break. Yeah, I mean, look, he had some injuries towards the end of his career. Uh, I think it was more uh, so age finally catching up. Quarterbacks playing past 35, 36 was rare until uh, Manning, Breeze, and Brady. Here's the thing I think you're going to see, Justin, a lot of quarterbacks playing. And like I feel like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, who else out there? Joe Burrow. These guys have a chance to be playing until they like 50 because the rules started to change. While Drew Brees and Tom Brady were in the league. So, what Brady came in the league, when like 98, 99, something like that, right? So, you still was able to tee off on the quarterbacks for a few years until they actually changed the rules. So, he was in the league like eight or nine years before they start changing the rules. Drew Brees, what, 2001, he came into the league? So, bro, eight or nine years for him. So a lot of those guys, you know what I'm saying? The rules start to start to like kind of, you know, be a little bit more lenient towards their way. And it was able to preserve their body in the process. So imagine like a Mahomes where well, you can't even really touch a quarterback. He came into the league. You you literally cannot touch the quarterback. So these guys, in my opinion, are gonna be playing for a long time. Like I think 45 and 46 is gonna be, you know, it's gonna be the standard because these guys can't get touched. Like they they're not gonna touch these dudes. Like they ain't gonna they they go let you touch, they ain't gonna let you sneeze on them. So I think you're gonna see longevity at the quarterback position uh as the as the uh years go by because the rules are catered to these quarterbacks being in the league because the, the league understands that the quarterback are the moneymakers. Uh state of the Steelers uh says, Hey, just found your channel. I dig the name as a Steeler fan. I seen Dalton. Uh, he's a quarterback that will keep your team competitive. Uh, he's not a playoff guy, so uh, can be like fool's gold, but can uh get you there. Yeah, state of the Steelers. Uh, like the name as well. And um, thank you for being here, man. I understand that you probably, you definitely got a bird's eye view of what Andy Dalton is all about. Um, he was in in your division for several years before he uh end up uh leaving uh, Cincinnati. But, yeah, I mean Andy Dalton does some really good things. He does some uh not so good things, but I rather and prefer for him to do uh you know some of the positive things more so than the than the negative things. So uh after time towards ACL the rule changed for the quarterback. Yep, back in 2011. You absolutely right. So yeah. And there were benefits of that. Uh Bork, thank you very much for the 499. Says locked on was saying that they have Jameis reading high to low. Need to get him back reading low to high, uh, like under Sean and get Kamara involved. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that uh I, I just think that uh you got to get Kamara involved. He's too special to the offense, he means too much. And he's too much of a playmaker just to keep him on the side and not look his way and have him just running up the middle. You know what I'm saying? I think he can do that, but you shouldn't want to use him like that. Jameis forces too many passes when he doesn't need to be. I just think that it's good to trust your receivers, and I think those receivers look at that as a badge of honor, but you got to be smart with the football too. Um, I'm going to read... Few more, then I got to get up out of here, folks. Brees' accuracy and impeccable and fast decision making uh, compensates for any flaw he had. Yeah, I mean that's that's who he was. You know, he was just a, a technician. I, I, I usually I refer to uh, Drew Breeze you know, as, as the breadth of hitman heart of football. Um, anybody knows me knows I'm a big wrestling fan. Bret Hart wasn't, you know the most wow guy like he ain't about to come off the top rope like ray mysterio he ain't about to do some of these things some of these luchadors would do but he was a technician right he calls himself the excellence of execution right he, he did everything with perfection guys leave the ring you know they wouldn't hurt yeah he, he took a lot of pride in it right so i look at drew Brees the same way you know he's not gonna wow you you know what i'm saying you know what brett hart was gonna do he was gonna come off that second row with the elbow, put you in the sharpshooter, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, Russian leg sweep. You know, it, it was pretty vanilla, but at the same time, it worked, right? You know what I'm saying? And he was a really good wrestler in the process. Drew Brees the same way. He was the excellence of execution. It wasn't It wasn't going to wow you, right? It wasn't going to throw the ball down the field, 60-yard bomb, but what he did was it was efficient. He was a technician. He, was, he could pick you apart by just the little small things that he can do. And you got to give him credit for that, right? So to me, once again, I mean, that's the best example I can use. Like he is the he is the football version of Bret Hart. Uh, sign Kaepernick. Uh, <laughs> anytime a quarterback is struggling, a team is struggling with a quarterback, it's always about signing Colin Kaepernick. Here's the reality. Um, do I feel like Kyler Kaepernick should have had a place in the league? Yes. A starter? That's a whole nother question. I don't know. But he, as time goes on, he gets older and is giving people more and more ammunition not to sign him anymore. And I just think that ship has passed. Like at, History is probably going to look at Kaepernick a little different than what we look at him as society. It's kind of the same way with Muhammad Ali, right? When he didn't want to go to Vietnam and— you know, people was talking about he was a, a traitor to the country. But now you look at Muhammad Ali, when you tell that story, people are like, man, Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest champions of all time, stood up for what he believed in. So I think as years go by, history is going to be a little bit kind to what happened to Colin Kaepernick. But as, a writer, as far as his NFL career, I think that ship has passed. He's about 34, 35 years old, and it's, his age is going to be justification for teams not calling him up. You know, they need to open up that playbook. These five-yard routes is easy to defend. Uh, depends on who playing. You know what I'm saying? De- depends on who playing the quarterback position. <laughs> depends on uh who played the quarterback position because those five-yard passes worked like a mug when Drew Brees was the quarterback. That Bret Hart comparison was excellent. Yeah, I mean, Bret Hart, excellence of execution, and so was Drew Brees. Hey, TJ, I think the Saints might try to go get Jimmy G next uh, offseason. How would you feel about that? I'm not mad at that. You know, I think Jimmy G has proven that he can do enough to help a team win from handing a ball off to your running backs and throwing a ball 10 times to actually making a throw to in order for you to sustain a drive. You know, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, his, His injury history concerns me a little bit. That's my biggest issue with him, but I think you can win with him and, I don't even think you. I don't even have to think. I know you can win with him because he had, last year he was in the NFC Championship game, and he even played in a Super Bowl. You know, and honestly, if it wasn't for like a, a hail mary, you know, God answering prayer reception by Tyreek Hill, we would be having a completely different conversation, right? You remember that pass Patrick Mahomes threw the ball down the field? I want to say Kansas City was down by ten he just threw the ball up in the air looked like a punt and Tyreek Hill ran under it right and that was a it was able to like stay in the game in the process so Jimmy G was a few a few minutes away from winning a Super Bowl and who knows what that would have did to his career I think the history would have history would have looked at Jimmy G a little differently than what they do right now hey TJ this offense isn't showing that killer instinct right now no absolutely not 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 a not a killer instinct, no type of instinct, if you want to be honest. I don't know what this team is. And, Ramsey, I'm pretty sure you don't know either. I'm just concerned about what type of offense these guys want to be and why is not that we, we're not seeing it. Hopefully it can change. Uh, he's not an accurate quarterback. He's a gadget quarterback. Who are we talking about here, if you don't mind me asking, um, Marcus? Who, who are we talking about here, man? I'm, I'm a little lost. Uh, we haven't won a game because of Jameis. So what's your point? Uh we have won a game because of Jameis. We won week one. Uh Saints just need to draft them a young quarterback. They wouldn't uh never accept Jameis, even if he's doing good. Like you said, there's a narrative out on him. He will uh never be accepted. I agree. Saints fans, some Saints fans will never accept Jameis Winston because He might end up playing well, and people in the back of their minds are going to be wondering, when is the bottom going to fall out? I mean, that's just the way that it goes. Um, I don't know. You know, the jury is still out as far as, like, what what he can be as a quarterback, but I don't – to be honest with you, I don't think the Saints were, like, fully sold on him in the first place, right? I just think (laughs) – it, it, it was almost like a, hey, big head type thing. You know, like, you know, people were like, hey, big head, you know, like you, you did everything that you wanted to do uh, to try to get Deshaun Watson. Like you moved heaven and earth. uh, You alienated a lot of the fan base, even thinking about bringing them in. He decides to go to the Browns. Right. And then it didn't work out. So let me sign Jameis again. So if they were so high on Jameis Winston in the beginning, they would have never went after Deshaun Watson. All right. Jameis Winston is here because Deshaun Watson said no. Um, that That's just the reality. It, it wasn't because they just felt like, oh, this guy's going to lead us to the promised land. Um, I just think that has a lot to do with the fact that he was available. Uh, and they know the guy because he's been on, on the team going into like going into the third year. And, you know, everybody kind of familiar with him, but if you were really high on him in the beginning, then I don't think that, you know, you would have been talking about Deshaun Watson. So to me, this was pretty much make or break for Jameis. It's unfortunate for him, but I don't think the Saints were ever really just sold on him like that. If he would have went out there and just went ham and went crazy and just start lighting up the lead, then maybe we'll be having a different conversation. But um the fact that he's not, and the fact that in the back of your mind, he never was your first choice. It's not doing him any favors. And I feel bad for him. And I hope that he can be able to get back so he can kind of change the way people think about him. TJ, if Drew was the hit man, who would be Kurt Angle? Um, <laughs> um, Who would be Kurt Angle? Probably Tom Brady. There is a, it was a, a different type of... It was a different type of uh athlete or whatever. Kurt Angle was more of a guy, you know what I'm saying? He was a, a um, you know, like an Olympic athlete, um, freestyle wrestler, thought he was better than everybody, you know what I'm saying? he you know he can out-wrestle anybody, and um, he was extremely competitive. He always just wanted to be the guy, and he always had like a chip on his shoulder. He came in, you know, as a guy that was be- kind of behind the curve, but he just exceeded expectations. Right. You know, what I'm saying everybody talk about how much of a natural he was. Nobody expected him to be as good as he was so early. And now he goes on to be a phenom. Who does that sound like? <laughs> it's all like Tom Brady, 199th pick in the draft in the sixth round. And then he goes on to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, exceeding expectations. So if I'm comparing quarterbacks to Kurt Angle, I have to say Tom Brady. Um, let's see. Uh, do you think Michael Thomas plays this week? No, I do not. I'd be shocked if he does. Um, if he does miss a game, it's more likely just going to be one game he missed from everything that I've heard. Uh, how exactly? But there's a reason they put Hill uh, even more in, uh, in training wheels. Um, I'm not sure about I guess y'all having a conversation among yourself. I'm sorry. I can't really reply to that. I'm not sure what we're talking about. We don't need field goals, so we're missing them anyway. Go for it on fourth down. Well, whatever's going on with Will Lutz, he needs to get it together. He's definitely uh, reached a rough patch. Um, in that regard, I think you might need to bring in another kicker in order not not to like cut Will Lutz. I just think that would be a little bit extreme, but. Like, just let them know, you know, like, man, okay, you know, like man, well, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is your job to make field goals. And if you're not going to make them, then bring somebody else in. Because I, I wouldn't want this to be like a, a young, a, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a cool, young way cool situation. Like, you know, y'all remember young way cool. Like, he was basically an internet sensation because I don't know if he did, like, you know what I'm saying? He was like that kicker that, you know, did somersault. And, I mean, did a back flip and kicked a field goal. He ended up getting signed by the Chargers, missing field goals left and right. They cut him. He goes to Atlanta. Now you're one of the most accurate kickers in the league. So I wouldn't want that to happen, right? Now, sometimes guys just fall off. Like, for example, Greg Zerline. Greg Zerline kicks a 57 yard field goal, put the Rams in the Super Bowl, right? Boy, boy, boy. Do I I wish he would have hit the rock bottom. A year uh earlier than a year too late. Now all of a sudden, like he bounced around the league. But Greg Zerline, for a good little minute was one of the most accurate kickers in the league. So I I wouldn't want him to be, you know, cut by the team. Then he goes somewhere else and find and figures it out. Uh, I, I'm not ready to like write him off just yet. Uh, Hundley is a bridge quarterback at best. Uh, I don't know, man. I like Hundley. I ain't gonna lie, I like him. I like, it. I think you can win some games with him. I ain't going to lie. I, I like, I like him. I, I really do. I think that dude can play. Uh, I'm ready to see what Dal- Dalton can do. All these quarterbacks y'all naming, uh, go get a bear since he thinks he's headed show. This <laughs> yeah, I heard, I, I heard him talking about that, man. I, you know, everybody know, man. I, I like Bobby. Uh, I consider uh, Bobby a friend to the show, you know, um, but I just think you know, I I didn't like I didn't, I'm gonna be honest I didn't like the take um, from I want to say this past weekend I just felt like he kind of got in his feelings a little bit when that when they had like somebody on a text line uh, that was talking about I guess put his stats up against Jameis Winston stats and I I just think that he started to feel some type of way and his ego kind of got in the middle of his his, his dialogue. You got to be careful with that, man. You know, I, I get it. Right? He's like, uh, he was a playoff winning quarterback, or he was a playoff quarterback, and Jameis never been to the playoffs in his life. Um, a little bit of a low blow, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? But I guess he was just trying to justify the caller. But if you're, I mean, everybody know. Look, Bob, Bobby better me. You know, definitely, he definitely one of like the top quarterbacks the Saints have had you know i'm saying throughout the history now be that as it may the history isn't rich but uh he's definitely one of those those quarterbacks where you can be like ah, he had a decent career right so i don't feel like that was necessary just like i don't feel like it was necessary uh for kristen garrett to talk about cd deuce the way that he did either i didn't like that right he was talking about how cd deuce had a rap album or something like that and even You know, refer to the dude as as a gangster i'm like i didn't like that right there you know what the hell does that have to do with him playing a safety position and him being in the secondary playing the nickel i i I have absolutely no 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 idea i mean to armstead was a great left tackle and everybody knew him in bank of america right so uh (laughs) i don't think that really that really has anything to do with anything you know but i don't know we just uh I didn't like them takes. I do feel like when it comes to WWL, I like all the guys there. Every, every one of those guys have been on a, on the a show, probably for the exception of Steve Geller. But I do feel like they need some diversity out there in, in WWL. You know, I really do. You know, because I don't think that uh, that would have been said about CD Deuce if they had some diversity up in there. That's just my honest opinion. Uh, TJ, me personally, I don't care who's behind center as long as we stay competitive and win games. Damien, you're absolutely right. I have no problem with that. Straight up. Uh, Bobby Bear is an emotional guy and talks a lot of crap, a lot like Buddy D. Can't take everything he says seriously. I definitely don't take what he says seriously. And, I mean, I know I get opportunity to talk to him behind the scenes. Like, he's been on – the state of the saints twice and i mean he's a great guy like him and uh mike detille he was probably like heads and shoulders like the greatest person that i interview. like i I just love his personality you know as a person like what you see when it comes to like mike detille that's exactly who he is behind the scenes and um these are guys that i absolutely respect but I mean, when you play quarterback at the highest level, and you know, you, I mean, sometimes you you can get emotional about your career and where it goes. Maybe you have some regrets, maybe not. Uh, but I just feel like you know, man, you don't. Why are you comparing yourself to Jameis Winston? I mean, your career is ob still trying to define what his is. Uh, let me see. Your booby behind a uh, center, TJ. Uh, Jimmy G will have options out there next season. Saints, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons, Giants, Commanders, Vikings, and Seahawks. I think we have the, the better supporting cast to, uh, um, than the rest of them. I think you, you got some talent on, on some of those teams that you name. Yeah, I even say the Falcons. Like, I'm not going to look. I ain't about to sit up here. I understand we don't like the Falcons, but I ain't about to say that these dudes ain't got no talent. They've been in every game that they've been in. They showed a lot of grit, a lot of fight. They won last week. You know, they got some talent on this team. Uh, you know, the Panthers, they got talent on their team. Uh, the Giants, they're trying to figure it out. The Commanders, they got talent on their team. The Vikings, they got talent. Seahawks, as, as bad as people trying to write them off, they, they've they been competitive. So, I mean, you can talk about the offensive weapons, yeah. I mean, but for every Alvin Kamara, there's a Delvin Cook. Uh, for every uh, Chris Olave, there's a Justin Jefferson, right? Or, or, or Terry McLaurin, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you got a DK Metcalf out there. I mean, you got some guys that are talented. And I'm not just going to say, okay, I'm a Saints fan, and I, I'm not going to look at the other teams. These other teams are just as talented as New Orleans Saints at some of their skilled positions. So uh, let, let's not just you know, wear the Saints hat and be like, why wouldn't anybody want to come here? Why would they want to go there? I can, I can see why. Looking at some of the teams that you named, Brandon, I mean, I, I got to be objective. I got to be objective, my friend. Um, I can I, There's justification for every other team on that list that you put outside of the Saints why a guy like Jimmy G was signed with. Uh, I want the dub, but if they play uh, the new black helmets with color rush, I will lose my cool. <laughs> I don't know. I think they might go all black this uh, game. They might go all black. I mean, it's a home game. They mostly wear all black anyway, right? Jameis has uh, unlimited potential. Let's all get behind him and see what he can do. Well, I think that we all should get behind him and see what he can do if he's playing, right? But if he's not, then we're getting behind the next quarterback that's out there, and that's Andy Dalton from all indications. But, look, I'm not ready to uh, turn the page on Jameis Winston just yet. But if he's hurt, I'd rather him sit down, get better, and – Try to be a better version of what we've seen over the last three games because he's healthy. I like listening to people like you, TJ, uh, Nick Underhill, and y'all boy on AFR, talking about Matt Moscona, and Mike Triplett. I don't like listening to Larry Holder and Bobby Abel. Uh, (laughs) Look, man, shouts out to all those guys. Every person that you name has been on this show. Um, I got respect for a lot of of these guys and what they do. You know, I I really do. I think there's – I mean – yeah, you know some people are in a quiet taste like uh you know i don't feel like there's nothing wrong with any one of those guys i just think that some people are in a quiet taste uh, some people may like them some people don't but i mean i got respect for all of them i think they all do an incredible job uh at what they do i just think that you know it's like it's like music right you know some people are like man it's a jam right here and some people are like eh, i don't know about that so it's nothing wrong with that i mean it's just a a matter of opinion some people may not like listening to me and that's okay you know that's that's fine by me i don't have an issue with that uh we got 337 people watching this if you have not already please hit the like button please hit the like button i really appreciate it if you're new then hit that subscribe button uh help the channel grow we're on the road to 10,000 subscribers and uh, you can be in that number no pun intended uh if you just go ahead and hit that subscribe button and help the show grow i would really appreciate that uh, check, uh, down, um, to the back and no reckless throwing. Yeah. I mean, being conservative, Winston going to end up having a movie made about him. If he turns it around, let's keep it in the air. Yeah, he definitely would. Cause you know, you have a lot of people eating crow. And the most amazing thing about James is everybody sees the talent and you got a lot of people willing to die on a hill because of the talent that he have to be able to turn it around so everybody knows how talented he can be he just sometimes he I feel like he gets in his own way I think sometimes like he he wants to do so well that I feel like he he's his own worst enemy sometimes like he, he wants to push himself to the limit and sometimes it, it's not called for that like everybody know you can throw everybody know you got the arm strength everybody know you got the talent but You can't put the ball in harm's way, and it's good to trust your receivers, but sometimes it's it's better just to check it down and try to say, okay, man, this dude beat down 50 yards. Let me throw this ball. Only people who did not practice today was my father and Michael Thomas. Uh, All right, so they say, (laughs) James. All right, well, thank you for that report, James. Uh, Andy Dalton, let's call up the ghost of Christmas past 2009, Mr. Drew Brees. Uh, no, let's leave Drew Brees where he is. Look, man, I'm, I I am not on board, uh, trying to get Drew Brees out of retirement because we want to feel like some winners, like, oh, you know, I'm tired of losing. Let's come, man. Drew Brees has given everything that he can to this organization. I do not want to see Drew Brees come back at all. Okay. It's just something we just got to deal with. We got to learn how to get over these humps, not looking to the heels from which comes drew Brees, all right so let's try to figure this thing out drew Brees has given us everything he has and i mean by everything i mean every bone in his body all of his extremities he's given us his all so let that man ride off into the sunset let him open up his uh jimmy johns let him open up his walk-ons let him do his lowe's commercials and let him spend time with his family all right drew Brees has done what he needs to do in new Orleans. it's time for another quarterback to Uh, carry the bloodstained banner and and lead this team to prosperity period tj i don't know how much uh, about andy dalton what are his keys to success with his offense in your opinion well andy dalton is one of those guys he's i don't want to call him conservative but he's pretty smart with the football he can make uh you know he can make really good decisions there are times where um Sometimes the lights can get too bright for Andy Dalton. You know, I, I used to have the joke. If you go back into the archives, I, I call it twelve o'clock Andy. You know, Andy Dalton is what Kirk Cousins is right now. Like when he used to play on prime time, Andy Dalton would play like slow. At twelve o'clock, he'll throw for three hundred yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Seriously, like he would. You know, what I'm saying he was kind of like he was kind of like Kirk Cousins for a good little minute. You know, and um, but. He does have some good qualities about himself, and he's not going to make too many mistakes. He's not going to make too many mistakes. He, he I, I can tell you this: he's not going to make as many m- mistakes or put the ball in harm's way as much as uh, James did. You know, I, I can tell you that right now. Like, if you want conservative play, you're going to get it from him. Now, if, if if it's a shot that he feel like he can take, he gonna take it. But if, if he feels like it can be a risk it downfield versus checking down to Alvin. He's going to check it down to Alvin. That's just, that's just who he is. Um, He's been a steady quarterback throughout his career. Winston, the underdog, that's why I love him. Still don't want him to play hurt, though. Yeah, me neither. I think Jameis is going to come back and shock a lot of people after this situation. Let's give the man a chance before we fully judge him. I agree, man. All those injuries just started to add up, and I just think it does play a role. It, it did play a role at, at how he was playing a position. Now, some of it don't have anything to do with his injury. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. Um, but we'll see once he heals up to see what type of player that he actually will be. Hey, TJ, I think the fake fan, uh, thing has been thrown around a lot just because people whine, cry, and make emotional criticism. Don't make them fake. Fake fans are bandwagon. People showed their fandom differently. No cap, no filter. That's a good point. There's nothing wrong with that. You got some Saints fans out here that are just wondering what the heck is going on, and all loyal Saints fans. And then you have conditional Saints fans. I mean, look. That's that's why I say you know no cap, no filters. If I'm not talking about you, then you're not gonna feel a certain type of way. I just feel like people get mad at some of the things that I say or some of the things that other podcasters say because they may feel that way. But that's not my fault. That's something that you have to deal with. <laughs> that's something you have to deal with. I never got mad at anything that didn't involve me. Right. If somebody's talking about, you know, people being loud, obnoxious, you know, and I'm hearing this, you know, like. I don't feel like you're talking about me. I'm not going to feel any type of way about it. It's only when I feel like some of the things that you're saying uh, involves me as a person. That's when I feel like people just start to get upset. So when I start saying people, oh, he said this, he said that, I I just feel like I must have really struck a nerve. And that's something that you have to work out. But, yeah, if I'm not talking about you, then you're not going to say anything. So if you're not a bandwagon fan and you know you're not a bandwagon fan, you know you've been rocking with the Saints as long as you've been alive, 80s, 90s, 2000s, some of y'all 70s, 60s, right? Um, I'm not talking about you. But if some people like throwing a jersey away in the third quarter and then going back into the trash and pick it up when the Saints start winning again just to make a video and saying who that. But you can still see the uh the ranch stain that was in, you know, from the from the ranch dipping sauce that was in the trash on your black jersey. <laughs> you know, then I'm probably talking about you, right? <laughs> you know, y'all know how it is, right? You throw you, you ever had like that, that, you know, that ranch dipping sauce and you throw it in the trash, somebody, you know, you get mad, your jersey gets slammed into the trash, and all of a sudden, like you got a little stain on it, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 those bandwagon fans to me, you know. But uh, if I'm not talking about you, then you're not going to say anything about it. But if I am talking about you, then, hey, sorry, not sorry. TJ, I like your videos. Are you going to cry? Uh, (laughs) Ivan, I'm not going to cry today. There's nothing to cry about. Uh, Been a Saints fan since the late 80s. Most of y'all are fake fans. Just kidding. Borg, thank you very much for the 499. Well, there are some Saints fans that that are not really truly loyal. I mean, that's in anything, though. Uh, We still have a chance to end up winning the division. The Bucs haven't looked all that impressive this year either. Uh, That's because they ain't got no offensive weapons, and uh, we're starting to see um, a little bit of a decline from Tom Brady. I I mean, maybe it's the decline because, you know, the emotions that he's dealing with in his life. I mean, that would would take any man down. I mean, anybody ever been in love, married, wife, husband, ever been mad at him, you know it can't take a – it, it, it can take a huge toll on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know sometimes if I make my wife upset, I'm not on my game all the time because I want to make my wife happy. You know, I'm like, I don't want to make her upset. And if I'm making her upset, I'm probably not going to have a really good day. Cause I'm thinking the entire time, like how I made her feel. So, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Andrews Pete, uh, better than your favorite left guard. Okay. Uh, Barbara uh, Winston <laughs> had uh, had fourteen to three last year and seven. They said they was drunk, TJ, or well, who was drunk? Who was actually drunk? Who are we talking about here? Uh, the Red Rifle had never had a great team around him. Uh, that is definitely that Joe. That's that's not true. I-, I can't accept that. Those those Cincinnati Bengals teams were really good defensively. They've won the division a few times. Uh, there was chances where they could have even been the number one seed. I got to check and see if maybe at one time he, they were uh, that high when it came to the seed, and they didn't have home games, so I, I can't accept that, man. I mean, he, he's had a, a really good team around him. I mean, you had Geno Atkins out there. You had Vitez Burfict even when he wasn't suspended. Uh, you had Jonathan Josephs out there. You had Drake Kirkpatrick. I mean, they got they had some guys out there that was that was helping the cause. So I'm not going to accept that. There, there's been times where Andy Dalton has had teams, and, and those teams even uh have been elected to uh represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. So I, I'm not gonna just accept that. There were times where Andy Dalton needed to step up and make plays and he didn't. And there were times where he needed to step up, he did, and the defense didn't show up. So yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I can't accept that. Like this dude has had playmakers around him, he's the reason why. Uh, we talk about you know AJ Green like we did. I mean, you even had a really good uh, tight end in Tyler Eifert. I mean, he used to stay injured, but when he was healthy, he was hell. When he was well, even though he was sick all the time, but still, I mean, he he had weapons around him in order to help him succeed. So it, it was it was one of those. It was a mixed bag, man. It was a mixed bag. Like some some games, Andy would light it up, and the defense don't show up for him. And then there were games where the defense would show up, and Andy wouldn't. But, I mean, those are the breaks. Those are the breaks sometimes. You know? So that's just the way that I I see it. Uh, But Andy was never a great quarterback. Look, here's the thing. We're always looking for quarterback greatness, and it's good to have. It's good to know that you can wake up in the morning on Sunday and know that your quarterback going to come through for you. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we all want that, right? But you don't have to be out here lighting up the world and being an MVP conversation in order for you to effectively play the quarterback position. We don't need superstars, right? You just need somebody that's going to go out there and execute and get the ball into the hands of the playmakers. And and there's nothing wrong with just having an average quarterback. If you have an average quarterback and you have yourself a lights out defense in a good running game, guess what? That's still a recipe for success. If you have a decent defense and a superstar quarterback, you can weather the storm. But I'd rather have an average quarterback, a really good defense, and a good running game. I guarantee you, you can still go to where some of those top offensive, innovative teams will go. And honestly, you'll probably be able to get over the hump because your defense is lights out. So anybody that believes that a conservative offense combined with an elite defense can't win games and can't make their way to the Super Bowl, I I, I will say that you're sadly mistaken. I, I think you're sadly mistaken. We don't need look, I understand we're all looking for breeze, right? And you should. You should be looking for breeze because breeze set the standard. But in the case of not finding a breeze, if you have somebody that's average but has an opportunity late in games two-minute drill, you need to run this in order for us to get a field goal or a touchdown, and you got yourself a quarterback that can do that, I'm fine with that too, all right? I'm fine with that too. I, I don't need a quarterback that can just take o- – that has to take over games all the time because here's the reality, who that nation. Drew Brees could take over games throughout the 2010s, you know, the, you know, from 2006, you know what I'm saying, to the 2010s, right? He can take over games. But somebody tell me, how did that benefit the team? when your defense can't stop anybody? How does that benefit the team when you barely had any running game, right? Drew Brees was putting up magical numbers, but were they winning? More times, they were not, right? They won some games, but they didn't win as much as we we felt like they should. So just because you have a lights-out quarterback, if you don't have a team around him to be able to make the stops, if you don't have a team around him to be able to get turnovers, then guess what? You're going to be in the same position. So – you have a team that's capable of getting turnovers. You have a team that's that's capable of making some plays. You, you combine that with a quarterback that's not going to make many mistakes. You got yourself a winning uh, organization, folks. TJ, God bless you. Uh, have a great day. Thank you for another great session. Everyone have a blessed day. P.S. Uh, destroy the Vikings. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that because we're about to wrap this up uh, anyway. Uh, we have everything legit for battle, but using parts wrong. Uh, I can't wait to see them uh, flip out on the scoreboard. Whoever catches the uh, the trouble, I'll be here waiting to see uh, J-Boo shine. Well, you know, I, I want to see him shine too, but whoever it is, you know, offensively, I just hope that they can get it uh, back on track. Uh, but my final thoughts before I get up out of here, folks, is um, if Andy Dalton does start this Sunday versus the Minnesota Vikings, hopefully uh, he can execute the offense. I just want to see these guys go out there and not shoot themselves in the foot. Way too many mistakes on the offensive side of the football. I think that that is the key uh, to success uh, going forward, not shooting yourself in the foot. There was every single game this season the Saints had opportunity to win. They were able to come back against Atlanta. They, they could have easily won the game. I will not say easily, but they had a chance of winning the game versus Tampa. And they definitely should have beaten the Carolina Panthers. But when you turn the ball over, when you're not on the same page offensively, when you're making mistakes left and right, uh, your record is going to indicate all of those shortcomings. And their record is. So they're one and two right now. Is the sky falling? Absolutely not. Uh, but you have to be able to go out here and put forth a better effort. Now, I will hope that they actually win in order for them to get, uh, you know. At 500, going into a game versus Seattle, because to me that's going to be a tough game for them, especially coming back from London. Even though it is a home game, uh, you got to take into account the time change and how your body is going to have to adjust. You actually went to London Monday to get your body adjusted to the time difference. Now you got to go back into the states and do the same thing again. So being two and two, you know, doing all these things, coming early, feeling like the your body is going to be adjusted to the clock. You're doing all the things you need to do that you feel is going to help you get this win versus Minnesota. It would be a shame not to get that. But you want to do everything that you can to leave this game 2-2 two and, two and head to the Superdome for a matchup versus the Seattle Seahawks uh, being a 500 team because, uh, you know, you, you got some things you need to deal with once you get back to the States. But Andy Dalton, I feel like he can do some things uh, to help this team win. And hopefully they can do everything they can to win and, and not just cause themselves the hardships that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. But thank you all so much for checking out the state of the saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. I ask that you hit the like button. If you enjoy the content also subscribe, if you have not already, we also have previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, anchor FM. And we're also a part of the pigskin podcast network. Uh, the show is brought to you by manscape.com. Use the promo code STATE OF SAINTS, and you will save 20% off of your purchase. Also, Raycon Earbuds. Use the promo code TPPN15, and you will save 15% off. Okay, TPPN15, you'll save 15% off of your purchase. Thank you all so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Whenever you're checking out this podcast, I hope that everybody's safe out there. Shouts out to everyone in Florida. If you're listening in the Carolinas, be safe out there. You know, make sure that you're prepared for the storm that's coming up in the next couple of hours. And uh, like always, all I got to say is who that?